It's episode 264 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mobley. My opinions are my own and not that of my employer. Which is important because a lot of people out there are playing some sweet, sweet games from your employer right this very moment. Yeah. I've I've seen a lot of people streaming, actually, which is cool. That's good. So glad people like it. Can't say anything more than that, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was actually wondering uh, about that, but we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, I I know somebody who wants to do a spoiler cast for it, mm. and I was wondering, like a spoiler cast and review discussion, and I was wondering if you could even be on that at all. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Probably not. That's fine. So. That's fine. Not a big deal. I there are there are plenty of people who would love to talk about this game. So I think uh, I think now is a good time to do it. Yeah, it's taking uh, the world by storm. I don't know. One if it's doing, one I don't could know if say it's doing that, but one could say I will say as somebody who is unbiased and does not work for the same company that you do, it does certainly seem to be taking the world by storm. Well, that's good. Which is uh, which is. Perhaps not surprising because it did that the first time too. Yeah. But uh, we are, of course, talking about the illustrious Dead Space, which I'm excited to jump into. I've not had a chance to do it yet, but I'm excited. I have seen somebody, uh, a friend of a friend, I was hanging out with them and they were streaming it. And so I watched a little bit of, of them playing with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to jump in, but I've got, I've got my own fish to fry, my friend. Mm. Uh, mm. So... Man, what a what a freaking what a freaking couple of days it's been. It's it is almost can you believe the first month of 2023 is almost over. Yeah, I was just saying the same thing the other day. It's truly it's truly wild. Truly crazy that it is almost February. 2023 2023 is 1/12th over. Oh, just about almost. Almost, almost. Tomorrow yeah. it, it will be. How much? How many percentage yeah. is that? It's like seven or eight, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Doesn't seem yeah, like a uh, lot, but yeah. Uh, th- this week was a very uh, a very interesting one for me because I spent it I spent it split between two different mediums that I really love, uh, and just actually three different mediums. And three different like things that I've really loved and really been having a great time uh, with. I spent a lot of time reading manga. I spent a nice. lot of time watching uh, a classic, classic sitcom that I adore. Uh, and I spent a lot of time playing uh, a game that I'm going to talk about later on uh, in the show. Or maybe very soon in the show. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I've been watching. I think I may have mentioned this in the past couple of episodes. I've been we've been rewatching uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia Love because uh, season sixteen is about to start filming. I think they may have actually just started filming like today, so I'm not sure when that's actually going to go up. But uh, we've been rewatching it. I forget what season we're on right now, but uh, we just watched the one where uh, the gang goes on a road trip. We just watched that one, which is awesome. When they don't actually ever get out of Philadelphia. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, we just watched the one where they went to like the fundraiser and got like stuck in the forest. 
mm-hmm. and the the yeah. truck driver picked him up. It's yeah. it's just it's all bangers. The show is so good. Well, split split me open like a coconut. Split me. Up. I literally almost said that like a moment <laughs> ago. What I want. What I maybe maybe the two of you take me into this room and split me open like a coconut. It's just outrageous, just absolutely outrageous, and I love it. It's a great show. I love it so much. It's great. So that's what I've been doing with that. Um, I've also been reading. I actually don't have one of the. Uh, I've been. I've. I've had them on on my desk for a while, but I've been reading. Uh, my sister in law got me into Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh which yeah. I don't know uh, if anybody I've, has read that or seen it. I've only ever. I only know the name because I've seen people wearing shirts of it, and I've seen. Yeah. Like people bring it up, but I literally know nothing about it. So I don't even know it's, if I would uh, like it. I mean, I can give you the elevator pitch. Okay. Uh, so it, it's it's a hybrid of a lot of different series that I have read or seen. So it's got really strong elements of bleach with like the hidden society of people who fight like unseen monsters. Sure. It's got that. Um, it's got uh, it's got elements of. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it has kind of elements of like My Hero Academia, but only in so much as like they're based out of a school, but they're almost never there. Uh, and that they technically have a teacher, but that basically doesn't matter. Uh, so like it's nominally kind of like My Hero Academia, but also uh, it's very, um, there's also like an element. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess, like you know, Bleach and stuff like that. Like each character has like their own ability that they have. They also have like cursed tools and things. Basically, the premise of the of the show or the, the manga is that uh, there, anytime powerful negative emotions occur in the world, uh, that cursed energy builds up and then it eventually forms things like cursed spirits and jujutsu sorcerers uh exercise those spirits that's their job um and there are four different grades of cursed spirits uh grade four grade three grade two uh or no is it four it's four three two one and special grade uh and jujutsu sorcerers also have those like rankings uh and the thing that kind of starts the whole series off is the main character, who is not a part of this world, uh, is um, basically attacked while he's in school uh, by one of these cursed spirits. Somebody comes to rescue him, and he ends up uh, getting one of the cursed objects, an extremely powerful cursed object, uh, gets inside of him and becomes a part of him. And then that's kind of the launching point of this lets him enter that world. He gets his own kind of weird kind of ability to sense things. And he's kind of thrown into this as, you know, the thing that he ingested is basically the cursed spirit of like a thousand year old uh, sorcerer or who, whatever, who like couldn't be defeated and stuff like that. So it's like, this whole thing where he starts off at like this huge disadvantage because the thing that's inside of him is going to kill him or the people, uh, you know, people in the jujitsu society are going to kill him because of what he it has inside of him and all that sort of stuff. So 
it's pretty wild. It's like a crazy, you know, shonen anime. I get a lot of like Aizen vibes from like some of the villains, uh, Aizen from, uh, from Bleach, uh, and stuff like that. It's really messed up. I haven't it's watched Bleach gory. since high school, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember but, anybody. Uh, yeah, but, uh, Aizen is like one of the villains, I guess, spoilers for like the first season of Bleach, uh, when you don't know who the villain is, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I don't have that much bad to say about it. I think I have like maybe two problems. One is that like the main characters have a rapport, but it's not built out. Like it doesn't, doesn't really seem justified. Like they just kind of meet and are thrown into these chaotic experiences. And then they kind of like trust each other because we kind of need, like the author kind of needs them to trust each other for the story to work. But it doesn't really seem like a lot of the groundwork has, has been done for that. And then they also pivot arcs on a dime in a way that like, doesn't feel a lot of times like in, um, you know, in, in anime, like, like in Dragon Ball, you know, you get to the end, uh, of the Frieza saga, Goku beats Frieza and then he's missing. And then Trunks shows up and then Frieza shows up and Trunks beats Frieza and then Goku shows up. And that's like the interaction between Trunks and Goku, like kind of gets the next arc moving in this one. I literally like finished one of the, one of the books, picked up the next one and like wondered if I had missed something. Like, because they were just like, oh, now there's going to be like, uh, a, uh, you know, we, we, we were literally in the middle of a fight with like the big bad, uh, the main character gets knocked out. He wakes up and it's like, oh, there's going to be like a hunger games thing going on. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. We were literally in the subway fighting, trying to free this one character. And now all of a sudden there's a totally separate hunger games subplot that everyone is involved in. Like what, how? What is happening? So like, there's like that sort of stuff. But other than that, it's really cool. I like it a lot. And I've been like really hooked on it. I've read, since I started reading it, I've finished like 18 volumes, 17 volumes. Jesus, dude. I think it's, it's up to that. It's supposed to, it's supposed to wrap up this year. Mm. So apparently in Japan, it's up to volume 21 in the trades. Uh, and I don't know how many they can put out. Typically there's only like a couple of volumes of uh, Dragon Ball Super or One Punch Man that come out in a year, which are the only ones that I like try to keep up with. Depends on who you are, I guess. Yeah, but uh, but I'm really I'm I'm interested because if this is if this is like the final arc, like man, that that was that was quick. <laughs> so I I hope you know I hope it's it continues to be well, awesome. It's a lot of fun. It was quick for you. Yes, it's probably been it's it. probably yeah. been out for years, like. You know, I mean, I got, yeah, Japan. I've been seeing like, so Gojo is the character that you would know, which is like, he's got white hair. He kind of looks like Vash. It's all sticking white spiky hair that's sticking up like Vash the Stampede. And then he's got this giant black blindfold on and he's wearing like this black rope. Like you've definitely, you've definitely seen pictures of this dude. I have not. Hold on. Hold on. So this is, uh, Satoru Gojo. Let me pull up a picture of this dude. You've, you've definitely, let me just, let me just, hold on. I'm going to copy this image. Pop it in the, pop it in the thing. Cause I, I like, I'd be really surprised. Have you not seen a picture of this dude? I've never seen this man in my life, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you've never seen anybody with anything about this guy. Nope. Dang. Okay. All right. Hey, fine. I don't uh, frequent, I watch anime, but I don't frequent the weeb space. 
So, <laughs> so I don't, you know, totally know. Like, I the only reason I even know it's a show that exists is because, like, I've gone to a few conventions recently and I've seen people wearing stuff for it. And I'm like, okay. So I just know the name. Yeah. Doesn't I don't know if you can pull up one of those images in the in the for the video. But uh, uh maybe. But yeah. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be too hard. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah, just Google Satoru Gojo. And uh he's the he's the the guy all the ladies like. All the ladies want to be with him. Uh the men want to be him and some of the men probably want to be with him. I mean, probably. let's be honest. He's uh, this, this good-looking dude. He's 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 white-haired Vash the Stampede, except instead of a red coat, it's a black coat, and he's got a blindfold on. That's basically what he looks like. This sounds um, like a show that I would have liked a lot when I was in high school, but probably not now. I don't know. It's I, we'll I think see. it's interesting. I think it's interesting. It I doesn't can't. it doesn't fully do the thing that that My Hero Academia does that I really like, which is put forth a world uh, that is basically built on a single premise and then build out all the ways that that premise kind of gets carried out. That's something that I really, really like in fiction just generally is take one idea, take a really interesting and flexible idea, build a world upon it, and then have each of the parts of the story or the different characters represent different things that that idea does or would do to the real world. Like I really, I find that compelling. You know, mm-hmm. but, uh, and so that's why I think My Hero Academia is so good. Although I haven't followed that in a long time and it apparently is way beyond when I stopped. I've uh, never watched watching it, it at all. Yeah. So. And some people have told me it's good, but I'm like, yeah, but it's so long. <laughs> it keeps going, you know? I'm I mean, like, it's not, it's not one piece, you know? It's, yeah, uh, I mean, true, but most of the stuff I tend to watch is like a season or two or a movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, over. that's fair. That's fair. You know, like, We've got our, our fully coolies and triguns and, you know, uh, what is it? Violet Evergardens that are like very finite things. Yeah. I, and I like that a lot too. Even Death Note was like not that long. No, it was um, 30 episodes, something like that. Yeah. It's a little bit longer than Trigun, I think. And fully coolie is super short. Yeah. That's well, like the gold standard. Three seasons, right? I haven't watched those at, at all. I've only watched the first, I've only watched I've, like the, yeah, the show. I haven't watched any of the follow-ups. Yeah. yeah. I have progressive, which is season two on DVD and I've never even opened it. I got it for free. I think, I think someone. it's on Hulu. I think yeah. you'll be able to watch it there, but one day, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it one of these days, but I'll get around to it. Yeah. Right now I'm just trying to work up the courage to watch the last of us. Uh, because I, I, I am in this weird middle space where like, I can't really watch it during the day because there's a toddler about, mm-hmm. uh, but I also like don't necessarily want to watch it at night after she goes to bed because then I'm going to be laying down and trying to go to sleep. And uh, if it's as messed up and disturbing as the game, like I'm probably not going to want to live in that world in my dreams until the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I've also heard that it's exceptional and I've heard that episode three, which just went live is like one of the best episodes of television ever made, which is wild. I'm, I'm still, I'm still in this space like that I was in when last of us two was coming out where it's just like, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's great. And I'm sure if I watched it, I would say that it was great. 
but I just don't care. I don't I don't know what it yep. is. I I know I'm I don't I'm not trying to be the party pooper and I'm not saying it's bad. No, no, no. It's, you can only you can only say what like, you feel, you know. Tons of my friends are watching it too and they're all like, "Yeah, it's phenomenally good" and like all this stuff, but I'm just like I don't know. I just don't care. I'm like I I yeah. I, I I played this game, you know, back when I played it and I'm just a different person now and i just don't i just don't care i don't know what it is yeah. there's just something about it that just i'm like i don't i don't care i'm sorry i mean that's if, fair if my wife wants to watch it then i'll probably you know be forced to watch it <laughs> because i'll be in the same room so i'll watch it yeah. then but uh yeah we'll we'll see right now i'm like i just don't i just don't care but that's yeah. just that's just me that was me. That was me when I was uh, when God of War was approaching. I was just like, I'm gonna play this, and like I even beat it, and I'm like, it's it's good, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or you're like me, you played for two hours and went, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, which is totally fair. Totally fair. I almost bounced yeah. off of it. It's it's you know that's fair. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but. I did play something this week that really vibed with me, if we want to talk about that. Sure. Uh, so this week, I played uh, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. Did you see anything about that? No. <laughs> what, a, what a title. I lost him. I lost him. I mean, it's definitely trying to channel... Uh, it's definitely trying to channel, like, old kind of Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo mm. type games. And it, it nails that and with, with the aesthetic. Um, but yeah, uh, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. This is very much in the vein of, you know, your Ninja's Gaiden, your uh, okay. Messengers, your, you know, uh, oh, what was it called? I do like the uh, nin- Cyber the- Cyber Shadows. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that was a good so, game too. Now I bounced off of Cyber Shadow because I found that to be too difficult. I mean, yeah, uh, it's hard as hell, and that's why I bounced off it too. But yeah, so I will say this: uh, I bounced off of Cyber Shadow because it was too hard. I beat Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. Okay. It's not it's not easy, uh, but I found it very manageable. Uh, so it it kind of. Um, so it, it, for those of you who are not familiar with Ninja Gaiden or Cyber Shadow or The Messenger, um, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider is uh, is a side-scrolling action platformer mm-hmm. uh, where you are uh, typically going from left to right along a level uh, and uh, taking out slashing uh, your opponents, you've also got like a dashing attack uh, that is a different attack. You've also got, you know, you've got aerial uh, attacks. You've got like a dive kick that also bounces you up off of enemies, kind of like Shovel Knight uh, and these sorts of things that you can do multiple times. Uh, you fight like crazy Contra style bosses, um, you know, which are like like me- bio mechanized robots and things like that that are like, you know, not necessarily Geiger esque, but like definitely channel that kind of. Where's the line between you know biological organism and machine? Like we're gonna kind of try to meet in the middle mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I found very delightful. 
Um, I I think this game rips. It is it is only the second game that I've beaten so far this year. Only uh, the first, the first being Triangle Strategy, which was kind of a hangover Although, from last year. Yeah, I was like, you've been playing that for months. I feel like. Yeah, 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 and and because uh, Guilty Gear uh, Exard Rev Two just got rollback, I've been playing that as well. So I've been uh, I've been you know trying to play that. I've been playing that with uh, with Will and Ronnie, you know, and and, and uh, those guys, and I've been trying to pick a main character, you know, in that. For those who are familiar with uh, Guilty Gear Exard, uh, I'm deciding between Sin, Kai, and Elfelt, and I'm having a hell of a fun time with all three of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this game is awesome. It's really, really good. Uh, it's set up kind of like the Mega Man games where when you start out, uh, it, and it, it hams it up with the story. Like it is it is all about like, oh, we're, you know, we're the golden revolution where, you know, we're fighting to, you know, uh, do all this stuff. And then of course the golden revolution becomes the evil empire itself. And uh, then, you know, you, the vengeful guardian, uh, are just taking them out just one by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of ham. Uh, every time you fight one of the main uh, bosses, you have like a conversation with them and then the dialogue boxes drop and then the enemy says some stuff in Japanese with no subtitles and then you fight. Like, And it's like very, like it's very, uh, it is very Japanese and very awesome. Mm. Uh but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, at the end of each, uh, level after you beat the boss, you actually get a power up based on them, which is very, very Mega Man. Uh, and then you can select from all of those abilities on the fly. You've got a bunch of, um, health pips, you've got special attack pips, and then you can also find hidden upgrades very much like, uh, Mega Man X. Uh, you know, you would find like the pieces of armor and stuff, except in this case, you have uh, two chip slots and you find chips all over the place. Um, I think there's like two per level. Uh, I didn't find them all, but I did find most of them. I think I found all but like two. Uh, and um, one of them makes it so, you, oh, you also get scored uh, uh, at the end of each level. So for your time that you took through for how many points you got for enemies that you, uh, that you defeated. And then you get like a grade from, I think E or F all the way up to, I don't know what the top one is, maybe a or S. Uh, but one of the chips that you can get reduces the amount of damage you take, but it caps your score at a B rank. So you can't a or S rank, um, any levels if you use it, but it, it helps a lot. Then there's like uh, one of the chips that you can get that gives you like a vampire ability where every time you kill an enemy, you get a little bit of health back. There's one of those for uh, special ability stuff. There's another one where you just kind of passively regenerate special meter and stuff like that, which is good because your special abilities are extremely powerful, but you can only use like three of them. Mm. Uh, and then you'll find these little um, these little circles around the map that'll be hidden in little briefcases or whatever that can restore your health or restore your uh, your things like that. So like it's not like Mega Man where uh, and this is an interesting way that they've made it like more curated. Uh, enemies don't drop health or special abilities like they do in Mega Man. So you can't just like stay in one spot, kill a bunch of weak enemies, and then just like fill yourself back up. You have right. to get to a point where one of these. 
uh, briefcases is, and then you break it open with a slash, and then you pick up those those like little chips or whatever. Um, but yeah, I th- I think the balance is like pretty good. You start off with I think three lives per level, and you can continue. Uh, and I think if you're at the boss, it will let you keep continuing. At least if you're at the final boss, even if you get a game over, you can continue and you'll be right at the final boss and you can keep trying. Uh, which was useful because the final boss I, I found more challenging than most of the other ones. Um, suitably. But uh, yeah, I had a really good time with it. Uh, I'm definitely, I mean, you know me, I'm not a score chaser. I just want to like see what's there. Like I want to see what's going on in the game. I want to experience kind of all it has to offer. And then I kind of want to get out and try the next new thing. Uh, and I think this game is awesome. What does Let it me on? actually pull up? Uh, so I played it on Steam. I got a review key on Steam. Um, and uh, let me actually look up some information on this so that I can inform you guys appropriately. Video games. Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. So I beat it in 6.8 hours. Okay. So you could definitely do it faster than that. I went back to try to find some of the abilities that I hadn't uh that I hadn't found. And I I uh I got all the way to the end of one uh level very early on there's like a um there's a level where you're fighting like an armada of airships and you have to like jump from ship to ship and i just had a hell of a time uh i had a hell of a time getting like beating the like mini boss uh and it just it was rough um so I actually had to go back and try to beat that one later. But other than that, I don't think I really replayed any matches or anything or did anything crazy. I, I didn't like spend so much time, you know, playing it. So, uh, so that's like probably pretty accurate. Um, let's see. Review guide okay here we go here we go here we go here we go let me see so i can get all these details okay so it's by joy masher which is the brazilian studio behind uh blazing chrome which is an awesome modern kind of uh contra like i um, think Odalis. i played that yeah they did blazing time. chrome odalis and oniken so i played odalis and blazing chrome for review and uh, I didn't like Odalis so much, but Blazing Chrome is awesome. It's really, really good. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, the soundtrack is really good. Oh, wow, duration length, around two hours for one playthrough. Wow. I guess it assumes that people are way better than I am, <laughs> uh, So, which is totally fine. That or you just uh, take your time. Which is, I, I do take my time. And you know what? It probably counted pauses. Uh, which like I did pause a lot and like get up and go do other stuff sometimes and just left it rolling on my, uh, on my laptop, on my laptop. So, uh, so it is $17. Not bad. Um, so it is on steam switch PS4 PS5 and Amazon Luna in select territories. Forgot that even uh, existed. Yeah. 
I'm yeah, being so, honest. <laughs> yeah, it came out on the 12th, and uh, it was published by the Arcade Crew, uh, which is uh, Dotamu's uh, indie game label, which, you know, you have definitely heard me talk about the Arcade Crew and uh, Dotamu before. Um, but, yeah, so this is... Uh, it's real good. It's real good. You definitely... You played it on Steam. What else is it on? Yeah, Steam, uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, Amazon Luna. Ah, yeah, okay. No Xbox. Yeah. Interesting. No Xbox, which is a shame because I feel like this would be a smash hit on Game Pass. But maybe mm. it'll come. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but I, I will say it is definitely awesome. Uh, and I really, really liked it. It was a very refreshing thing to play. It also has maybe, and and bear with me because I... I'm not super well-versed in like retro game stuff. Sure. It might have the best CRT filter I've ever seen. Uh, okay. Which I typically, I typically really like those. Uh, but this has one that's, that looks like very authentic. That's interesting. Cause I feel like most people don't like them. Um, and they don't. If like a game has a CRT lines. filter, I always turn it on. Hmm. I I don't. Um, yeah, I love. Although, it. Although I know that on the analog pocket, there are filters that will show you the like pixel lines, like you would see on a, you know an old console and stuff. And apparently, those are really cool. But those are built into the actual hardware; they're not built into the software, right? So it's a little different. Um, but I don't know. I'm not a CRT uh, lines person. Although I will say I was made a believer in the like retro CRT thing after Chris had his whole <laughs> like getting up on the soapbox and talking about how much better it is. Because yeah, he is right. Like I've been I've been replaying Metal Gear Solid One on the PlayStation Classic and like. PS1 games don't look right on modern TVs. Yeah. Like, they're actually designed for CRT, so when you see the graphics, like, they're supposed to blend better, and, like, when you see them on modern TVs, they look really jagged, and, like, the shape, they, like, morph. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, the shapes morph kind of weird when they're moving. On um, PS1? On Yeah, if you play any PS1 games on not yeah, a CRT. I, I don't currently have a, I don't yeah. currently have a PS1. Yeah. Well, yeah. I need to yeah, I want to I want to get that resolved, but uh I need to figure something out. Yeah. Well, I have a PS1 Classic and then I have my fat PS3 that can play PS1 games, but it doesn't matter yeah. cuz it's all modern TVs, they're going to look strange. Uh, yeah. But 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 yeah, there there are a lot of like um modern retro style games. I think that uh, I think that Shovel Knight is probably still the gold standard, uh, but I don't think this is far behind. I think this is really good. Um, I like it a lot. I I, but I will say, uh, full disclosure, I was not into, or did not really have the ability or the access to play a bunch of the games that were like this growing up. I've mm -hmm. only really come to this kind of two D action platformer thing by way of like. Hollow Knight, which really challenge uh, channels Castlevania and not like stage based 
stuff like this. Um, so like Shovel Knight, The Messenger, you know, Cyber Shadow, like these are kind of my touch points for this genre. And this is definitely, apart from Shovel Knight, I think this is definitely my favorite one, but it also has a completely different tone. Like it's, you know, it's, you chop people in half and just like bloody yeah, clouds but, just go. And all I mean, I get what you but. mean. Like there are, because I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. Like, uh, it's not just that people, when they play, you know, get into retro games, like they're not just, um, into the fact that the game is old or they're like, uh, you know, going after something for nostalgia's sake. It's because games back then feel different. Yeah. Like, back then you bought a game and it was always that it was always what it was when you got it. Yeah. Um, there was just like, it, they were just designed differently also. Um, there's just a different like vibe and feeling to games. And then like now I think games started kind of shifting around when I was a teenager. So like Xbox 360 around then is when I would say like the shift, like, it changed and now we are in this very we're always online ecosystem and there's microtransactions and games change over time and yeah it's not i'm not saying it's like bad like it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just different and i appreciate that there are developers who like go out of their way to make games that sort of evoke that old um feeling of something yeah you know yeah and i think that and i think that some are more successful than others oh man uh tmnt shredder's revenge streets yeah. of rage 4 like games that come that come out now but feel like those old games you know yeah in, in some ways in some ways they, they almost, modernize but like you know, they almost feel like hd remasters of a game that like you didn't play that never existed. you know yeah, yeah or like maybe yeah. did exist but like never came out or something it's it's kind of interesting it's like when you meet somebody who really loves swing dancing and it's like, you were born in the wrong time, my friend. Yeah. But I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know, like no one does this anymore, but nobody does this anymore, <laughs> but you can find other people like you that are just shifted out from time that yeah. you can, you know, join with and dance late at night in a, in a closed donut shop. Like I did in college, actually. Uh, <laughs> the things we do when we like girls or yeah. when we like X, you know, whatever person we're into the things we do when we like somebody we'll go swing dancing in a closed down donut shop at like nine or 10 at night. Uh, that's, that's what a wild story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Video games. But yeah, this one definitely gets my, uh, gets my catch the fever. Cool. Uh, award. Uh, it is, it is definitely, uh, actually let me pull up, let me pull up my, uh, my backlogged. Well, I just wanted to see like what's on my favorites list so far. Let's see lists for this year, 2023 favorite games. Yeah. There's like eight on there. A lot of those are hangovers. I'm like, I'm surprised you've even played that many games at the beginning of this year. Well, I've a lot played, of them are, are yeah. Yeah. Played like They're ones one. that I started that were on my, like, you know, before we did the 2022 game of the year, sure. you know, thing. So, like, 
High on Life, Triangle Strategy, Pentiment, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Chained Echoes, Midnight Suns, Horizon Forbidden West, and Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. So it's like a lot of hangovers from last year, but then this one. So yeah, this is, I think this is the only game that came out this year that I've played this year that I really, really like. So Mm. Uh, it's, and I, and I've heard, I've heard that there was another thing that just released that is going on a lot of, uh, a lot of people's, uh, is it that hi-fi rush game? Yes, it is. I a lot installed of it. Game. I haven't played it yet. I have not, uh, I have not done either, but I am, I am looking forward to it because I get big, uh, I get big, uh, Sunset Overdrive, uh, vibes off of it. Mm-hmm. Which is cool yeah. because that's a that's a an exclusive that I I bet well I don't know I I don't want to presume but I I I would be willing to bet that Xbox wishes that they still had. <laughs> like, I mean they have it but, but like they don't have Insomniac they can't you know they can make another one but is it going to be the same you know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, like um, the game does look cool. The an- the uh, cutscene animations are really cool, and like. My the one concern I have is that it's rhythm based, and I'm afraid now, that that was gonna uh, like ruin it for me. Even though I like music rhythm games, but for some reason when they try to like it's so hit or miss when they try to add music rhythm to stuff. Like I think Metal Hellsinger is the only game that I've been like this one works really well. Uh, no, but friend of the show Mitchell Saltzman, goodest boy Mitchell Saltzman has told me that it being rhythm is not like, don't think of it that way. Like it's, it's, it puts your attacks on the rhythm. And like, so I, I, I think that it's still, even if you're not, because apparently he does not have good rhythm and he was still totally fine. Mm. Um, me as a drummer, I'm expecting to just S rank every level forever. (laughs) Uh, because I've got just an impeccable sense of timing. Problem is, every time uh, you've drummed, you weren't trying to beat a boss. You know. I mean, so so so, so much as you know. Yeah. You know, I used to. Pl- I, I'll have you know, I used to fill in for Sex Bomb, and you know, we killed all kinds of, of bosses. You know, when I was mm-hmm. playing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a zing. That's not really a zinger. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, just cause. Uh, what did you just because it was fun? Yep. Uh, just what have you been up to, my friend? What reading are you even a, doing? <laughs> reading a lot, yeah. <laughs> reading a lot. Um, yeah, anything playing cool? Playing Apex. Uh, yeah, I read um, a book called The Hellbound Heart, which is essentially the first Hellraiser movie, but before it was a movie. Um, and that was good. That was like a really short read. And then I've read my first two Warhammer 40K books, which I was expecting them to be like just bad you know shooting and punching for 400 pages and be like rah rah and they're a lot more like philosophical and deep than i was expecting if i'm being honest i was expecting them to be like bad star wars books but they're more like great star wars books so Hmm. um i read one and i'm reading the sequel to it right now and i'm like 50 pages away from finishing it so i'll probably finish it like tonight um nice and i might keep going down this rabbit hole because i'm actually like wow i thought this universe was as much as cool as it looks i thought it was just kind of like you know shallow deep it's actually a lot 
deeper than I expected. So like I might keep I might keep doing this. But yeah, um, in terms of games, it's been mostly like Apex. But I did jump into Monster Hunter Rise, which is the nice. the um, I mean, it originally came out on Switch, but I I got the um, uh, on Game Pass. They released the new version where it's like not remastered, but um how do i put it like it's 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 just the the version of the port sure yeah it's it's like the game from switch but brought to xbox and playstation and pc essentially so yeah where it's um, just gonna run better and yeah um be more awesome it runs so i'm running it on pc and it runs good um and parts of it look pretty good and then other parts of it, you're like, this doesn't look that great. Like, it, you know, even with the enhancements, it's kind of like, uh, this could be better. But I also understand that it's a Switch game. So you kind of give it a little bit of a pass <laughs> on some level. Um, yeah. But the the and uh, I will get to the positives really quick, too. But I will say another negative I have is that like the. um. On top of it just not looking like super great, the UI, just like every other Monster Hunter game, is like atrocious. Um, hmm. It's just, it doesn't. It's, I don't know how, like why they've never done like a more modern UI or something. It just doesn't look that good. It doesn't function like very intuitively. I'm sure if you've been playing these games for like 15 years, you probably don't even notice. But playing them as me. You know, a 32-year-old who's like most the most monster I've ever played was World when that first came out. For Just only I forgot a, you were so young. Only a few hours, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's it feels a little rough. I will say though, the positives are that unlike World, the game just sort of kicks you in, and I think from the get-go you can just play with people. The problem I had with World is like they have this campaign and they're trying to like protect their, you know, protect you from spoilers or whatever. And so you can't even play with your friends until you've like beaten a mission, quote unquote, Um, like beaten that mission. You can't progress through the story together in World. And I don't know if they ever changed that. But back when I played it, it was the stupidest thing ever. It was so annoying. It seems really stupid. Um, and also, like, as somebody yeah. who doesn't love Monster Hunter, but who has been told that, like, doing it, like, have, being Sherpa'd is, like, a big, like, way to kind of get eased into it. Yeah. Having that be not, having that be something you can't just do from the jump is, like, yeah. it's an unfathomable, I, so, I don't understand it. So in World, that was a big problem. In this, I think they've gone back to the original sort of, like, you know, every other Monster Hunter game where they're like, yeah, just, just play. Like, just, just, just play the game. Like, who cares, right? Um, so that's nice. I will say, yeah, continuing though, the UI is still just a nightmare and like this, the trees are a nightmare and everything is just kind of a nightmare. You have to sort of stare at it for a while before you go like, what am I supposed to be looking at here? Um, but that being said, the loop is still really satisfying. The loop of like, I have a mission and like a hunt target and I go out and I collect resources 
and I and I you know kill a monster and like cut the parts off it or like when I'm fighting like I cut its tail off and that tail is a resource or I knock one of its scales off and that scales a resource and then you kill it and get its meat and its skin and stuff to like make new armor and all that like all that is still awesome but it 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 almost feels like held back just because it's still like monster hunter is still really clunky like on some mm. level it's i feel like i'm fighting the game a little bit sometimes and i don't want to be fighting the game i want to be fighting the monsters so yeah. um i don't know if i'll keep going it's on game pass though if people want to try it but i will say it while it runs okay, it's just like if you're not used to Monster Hunter and its weird quirkiness, you might have a bad time uh, and, and might not like time. it. Um, it actually got me curious to download Dauntless again, which I haven't played. Yeah, in a, you were playing I haven't played that for a while. I haven't played um, Dauntless in a long time. But I remember it being really cool, and I remember liking the fact that um, you could just queue up with people. Like, you were like, I'm going to go kill this monster. You know, I need to kill this monster on this set of islands or whatever. And it would the game just found you people that also had clicked that button. And you just, like, came together. Y'all went and killed the thing. And then when it was done, you, like, separated again. And Monster Hunter doesn't really do that. You have to make, like, lobbies and do a bunch of stuff. I feel like there's all these steps. And I'm like, I kind of would just like it if they just pushed me into a place with people and we could kill the big pterodactyl thing together as opposed to having to, like, gather these people that I either know or don't know. And then, like, if I do something wrong, you know, it's a whole thing or something. But, um... You know, it, it it is what it is. I understand what it is. This isn't my first time playing a Monster Hunter game, but I am at the same time, like, playing it, and I'm like, man, I just wish that this was... I don't want to say better, but I wish that it was just more streamlined in a way and not as just obtuse. Because I'm not, like... I'm not... I, I like the complexity. I just don't like how the complexity is not obfuscated i don't know if that's the right word like i feel like when you're a good ui designer you take you take a lot of information and you boil it down into very simple like visual things like visual cues that you understand right and you don't have to look around at all these places i feel like they're just like well you know the they're going to want to see the stats and the cost and everything, and they want to see it all at the same time. And so it's just when you're like, I want to make these daggers, it's like, well, here's it's the like dagger overload. up here, yeah. and then the entire tree of what else you can make. And then this column is like, what it costs. And then this column's all its stats. And then you can push more buttons to make it even more complicated. And it's just like, dude, I need you to like, chill, <laughs> boil this down, you know, like make multiple screens, like, of this process or something because it's just uh, th- yeah. it's a lot if you've never played it's just like you push a button on something and you go Bleh. like what am i doing like when i this see is it. one thing that i really like about uh diablo although it's not always true uh is that in diablo they incorporated like the little triangle system 
where like, if you're going to pick something up, it's like, okay, this is one green triangle or like one red triangle or something like that. Or this is two, or this is three green triangles. And if it's three green triangles, it's like, this is obviously way better than what you have on. Like, just do it, just use it, you know? And that does, it doesn't take into account like, hidden special abilities or like if this has like an additional function or something like you attack with this sword and it like summons a ghost to like wander around and attack your enemies like it doesn't factor that into account so like there might be stuff that's seems less powerful statistically but that has an extra bonus that makes it still worth it but like having that sort of a system of being like i just i just want a tldr don't make me read all this stuff just tell me if this is better than what i have yeah the problem too is that like as you learn, and I'm sure people who played Monster Hunter forever, like, just know some of this off the, you know, they just yeah. know it, right? But the thing is, like, every creature is not only going to be like, oh, they might be weak to a certain element, but they might be weak to specific types of weapons, right? Like, oh, this flying thing is weak to bows, but this big T-Rex is weak to hammers and axes and stuff, and you can't, you don't just kind of know that. Like, you have to just, like, I know in World, you used to have this book that you would look in and you would look up the creatures and it would show you, like, these are their weak spots. And as you learned, like, or fought them, it would unlock, like, data. Like, you were filling out, like, a Pokedex almost, where it's like, hammers at this part of the body will knock off, like, scales, right? So you would know, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to go hunt this T Rex thing. I'm sorry, Monster Hunter fans, I don't know the name, right? We're going to go hunt this T-Rex thing, so I'm going to get my kit out that has, like, you know, the armor let's that's just specifically make up some, good let's for Let's just this, make up some nonsense. Yeah. We're going to go after a Gigantosaurus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and, like, I'm going to bring a hammer, and my friend's going to bring an axe or an whatever. Axe. Yeah. And, and then my other friend's going to bring, like, a, a gun just for support, you know, or something. Or they're going to bring something to help us, like, heal or buff our damage, and, like, we're going to create a loadout and then go, you know, on this expedition specifically to like harvest the parts of this exactly animal. like exactly. Like th- and I think that's part of the like appeal is that you get people together and then you all talk about, we're going to go do this task. What do we, have I to, need this. What do I need you to need bring? This. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you all collectively like pick up or do things you need to do. And then you go out, do the thing, get what you need, and then when you come back, you have, like, systems to tinker with. And it all sounds great on paper. It's just the presentation is just really hard, you know? Like, it's just really troublesome to look at. Man, if they had somebody, if if they just had, like, one person who was, like, really great at UI design, like, man, those games... They'd be the best. They'd be the just the best games ever. Yeah. But they like, would be pretty every damn single goal. every single time I've tried to play one of those games because people are like, man, they're just the best. And I'm like, I mean, I do like hack and slash games. I do like monster hunting games. I do like the idea of tackling a big boss uh, and like developing a strategy. I play Souls games for God's sake. Like I like that. But the fact that like those games feel so clunky and slow and the systems are like the most incomprehensible mess of all time, uh, it just like, I just can't. 
folks can't. And I would it's love hard. to, which is kind of why I'm like excited about Wild Hearts because like another studio's take on that is like, Ao, like, are you are you guys gonna get it? Like, is this gonna feel like snappier and quicker? You know, is this gonna have a UI that I can actually read? I mean, if you want you snappy know? and quickie, quickie. <laughs> if you want, snappy, if I want a snappy quickie, <laughs> if you want, you know, something <laughs> snappy and quick. Uh, Dauntless is a good way to go because it's, I mean, yeah. it's not as systems complex as at least the opening hours I, and stuff are not as systems complex. Which uh, I like, I like Dauntless. We've, we've played some of that together. Yeah. I just, I just don't have anybody. I don't have anybody who plays it. And that's the type of game that I would basically only want to play with other people. Yeah. Um, um, so, and like, I still have it. Like I still have, a, like I've got to save or whatever. But. Yeah. I do too. I put like a good amount of time into that game. So I've been kind of curious to go back and like if see what it's back, like on my up. new, I'll, I'll... see what it's like on my new video card and all that. But yeah, I'd be um, happy to jump back in. Yeah. But uh, it, it's not as like systems rich as at least back when I played it. I don't know if it's changed since then. It probably has changed a lot, but like it wasn't as systems rich as like Monster Hunter where, yeah, yeah. you have like all these deets about, the monster and you have specific strategies like set and you're like okay now we're gonna use these weapons and this armor and stuff like you kind of have that in dauntless but like not as much it's mostly like you can bring whatever weapon you really want to be you know yeah. it's like if you want to bring the two handguns because that's just what you like playing with then you know so be it you can shoot if you want to bring a gun to a tyrannosaurus fight you can. <laughs> yeah if you want to use the big axe that lets you like do the like double jump pack thing and slam down on it. Like bring it who cares. Right. Um, which I like about it, but I, I know some monster hunter fans like really dislike that. It's easier or it's a little more accessible. I think they like the fact that monster hunter is so obtuse, but why that's such a dumb thing to like. Uh, I mean the, with the obtuseness though comes, complexity and the complexity is rewarding you know yeah i guess i guess that's true like i literally just said that i was playing guilty gear exard rev 2 which is a way deeper more complex game than guilty gear strive and there have been a lot of people who have been like oh they got rid of all my cool nonsense that i did in this game when they brought my character into strive and mm -hmm. stuff like that so like i mean yeah i guess i guess it, it you know it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, gatekeepy nonsense if there's legitimate depth, you know, that is lost yeah. in that situation, which well, like I relate to, you know, if they yeah. dumbed down one of my favorite things, like I might be a little bit annoyed. Yeah. So, I guess that's fair. Like they recently did it with League of Legends also where uh, you used to have to. And what's funny is people all used overlays and stuff anyway to tell them when this stuff was happening. So it's not like you know, they were doing it themselves, you know? Uh, but there, the, we would all use overlays that told us like when the dragon camp was respawning. Cause like, you need to kill that, you know, the mm -hmm. jungler needs to kill that and get these buffs that and stuff. And like when the other camps would be respawning and like when things would happen, like there'd be timers around the map to tell you like oh, these man, overlays. Uh, we had stuff like that in wow. Yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, what is it? Um, Oh God, boss something. 
uh boss mod it was like deadly boss mod yeah. or whatever yeah. deadly boss mods yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it would be like warning like really loud and just show you warning yeah. whelp groups and you could be you, know. you can argue that yeah it does take something out of the game to have things like that but at the same time it's like uh in league especially those are things that the game doesn't tell you explicitly that like the dragon camp is a important but b that it spawns at a certain amount of time right after it dies or whatever those aren't things that the game's just going to tell you but they changed it recently to where now this the default thing in game is like we'll tell you now like there's timers around the map that say like when the camps are coming back and stuff and some people just don't like that they got upset because they were like you know well, now I don't, you know, it's, it's like now all like everyone knows about it. You know, they knew about this thing that made me better, which was like a hidden thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of get that. But at the same time, like it was your competitive advantage. And now the game developers. Yeah. The playing field. But at the same time, it's like you don't eat. You don't bring new people in that yeah. way by like being so harsh. You have to ease them in and show them the complexity as they go, because like, I'm a believer that a game should be easy to get in, but like difficult to master. Those are my yeah. favorite ones. I don't like when they're just like difficult to get in, difficult to master, but the end of the road is great, you know? And it's like, I don't have time for that anymore. I need you to like, or let then like me, difficult to get in, in easy you know? to master, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, it's, it's obtuse to get in. And then by the time you like kind of get your sea legs, it's over. Yeah. You know, that sort of a thing. It's like, you're oh. like oh, that's it. All right. <laughs> that you know that actually you saying that actually makes me wonder if i should try to get into monster hunter on pc and see if there are like mods that could simplify or like change up the ui for me to make it more playable i because, never thought of that but that could exist yeah because if that's the case then like maybe that could be something that i could get into because like yeah. There are all kinds of UI replacement mods. I literally just downloaded a Guilty Gear Strive UI replacement mod just because I thought it looked a little bland. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to like get something a little spicy. So I did that, you know. So I mean that's maybe they, I should look into that because Monster Hunter is no enormous. So like surely there's it a is. big mod community in Monster Hunter. Let's see. Surely. Monster Hunter mods. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Let's see. Um Nexus mods. They have Yeah. Um Monster Hunter World has mods. There's like, let's see. Performance booster. Um gathering indicator. I don't know what that is. Uh Yo, if that just tells me what I can get and where or like um, highlights like some yeah. plants or some shit, that would be awesome. Uh light pillars for drops. Uh, yes please dude this all sounds great what dps meter okay so it lets you see like monster stats and stuff but like because normally you can't transmog all items in shop yes uh no more blur effects uh there's like dude this is why i play on pc hell yeah also some reshading stuff yeah, I mean that's cool. I I wonder if there are any like rise mods because like I'd be cur like I know it just came out, but I'd be curious about that because 
that is one of those things where it's like this game is a little obtuse and if I could design sort of the way I approach it would be great. Well, there you go. There's rise mods. There's drop uh, drop rate enhancers. Um, remove monster kill cam, which I have to say you should take that out because it's so annoying. Mm. Um, because like you'll kill a monster, right? And then for you and then right when you kill it there's a timer that says you'll be sent back to town in 60 seconds and it starts ticking but the problem is that the camera now is focused on the monster like dying and writhing around and like the first time it's cool the problem is it takes a whole 20 seconds before the camera snaps back to you and in those 20 and in those 20 seconds you could have been you need to carve the you need to like stand over the corpse and carve the parts off it and it's like and your, they took a third of your time away. They took a third of your time away, and it's it's really it's just really small and dumb. But I'm like, yeah, they should take that away. Uh, shader, there's uh, charm editor uh, to just cheat if you want. Um, Hell yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, there's a mod to raise the frame rate cap. I didn't even know there was a frame rate cap. Uh, weakness icon indicator. Uh, this, this all sounds great why not yeah why not man because it's not like it's an mmo you know modded games are great yeah it's, it's not, not like, a competitive game no and it's not an mmo so you're not like cheating really you know what i mean you're sort of like yeah. i mean you are if you're like going into other people's games and like cheating their experience the experience out of their you know but maybe they want to play fully you know legit as we used to call it in the fantasy star online maybe community. they want to have one third of their time to carve uh things off taken away yeah. from them. um but like and you're over there and you're like i took it i took them all yeah some people all. are like well you know i wish that the guns were stronger so they might just use a cheat to buff them and play that way because why not who are you hurting at the end of the day right yeah because you you like guns why not make guns good <laughs> <laughs> who are you hurting at the end of the day so yeah i mean it's if you like Monster Hunter, you probably have already played this, but I think if you're just be if you're just like I want to get in on the ground floor, I still feel like World is probably your best bet even though I spent a little bit of time beforehand just complaining about how like the co-op system needs work or needed work because it came out years ago at this point. Um but like it's still the one that I feel like eases you in the best. Or you can play something like Dauntless, which mm. just like really gets you going like really easily. It makes that whole process really approachable. Yeah. You just won't get as much depth with Dauntless. Uh, but maybe that's not what you want. Maybe that's not what you want. Yeah. Maybe you just want to kill some monsters like then. With your friends, yeah. 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 Then that game's good for you. And that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. I think that's why it kind of vibed with me. Yeah, I, I played it off and on pretty heavily. It used to be like the thing when I finished Destiny Seasons, I would go play Dauntless for a little bit. Oh, God, I remember like, that. I remember yeah. that when you were like, okay, I'm doing that. And then like a new season of Diablo would come out and then we would jump into that. Yeah. And then it would, you know, we'd go to something else. Yeah. That rhythm, man. Yeah. That gaming rhythm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on with... Uh, with D4, but we're going to see. Yeah. Please be on Game Pass. 
I really hope so. <laughs> well, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about this week, man? Um, not really. Why well, don't we briefly touched yeah. on the, uh, one aspect of the, uh, the Xbox, um, developer direct. That's true. I, I didn't watch the, uh, it. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. Mm. I didn't see, I didn't see the end because I kind of don't care what they're going to show about Redfall. Uh, because I'm just, you're going to play it. I'm going to, it's an arcade game. I'm going to play it. I don't, yeah. I don't, you don't need to sell me on that. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, I saw the other ones. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't watch it. Um, just because I was so busy. And then yeah. when I looked at all the stuff they had announced after the fact, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Like I, no, nothing, you know, nothing. You didn't took, much to be honest. Yeah. Like nothing really like took me, like I'm not a Forza person. So I was like, okay, that doesn't, Forza doesn't matter to me. I like I'll, Minecraft, okay, I'll, but. I'll, huh? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm not a Forza Motorsport person. That game looks awesome. Yeah. Like the, I, I don't know. I may give it a shot. I make it a shot. I haven't played a sim game since what was the one that was on Xbox One? Forza Five. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've played one since since the Xbox One launch. Uh, when I got one, like at the Titanfall launch event, like when I got a mm-hmm. I got an Xbox. Um. And I didn't really like it, you know. I didn't really like Gran Turismo. Uh three either which was the 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 playstation racing game that i got i'm not big into sim racers i like arcade no style racers and i've realized i don't like open world arcade racers either i like stage based Mm -hmm. so like i i prefer something like dirt to like a forza horizon i wish forza horizon was stage based because i think i would love it but i just don't want to you don't want to travel around I don't yeah. want it to be open world. I want to just be able to warp to where I'm going so I can do the stage. If yeah. I could do that, I think it would be like way better, but mm-hmm. you can't really do that because they want you to just drive around for a while, which like feels good, but I don't care. Uh, but this, this game looks ridiculous. This game looks so good. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Like this one, mm-hmm. this one might get me to, because I know it's going to be on Game Pass. I might try it. Yeah. This is like, why not? Uh, what else did they show? There was like a there was Elder Scrolls Online stuff, which I'm like, yeah, okay. Which I thought was uh, cool because it looks like the new class, which is called I think the Arcanist or something. I've only played one expansion, uh, which was High Isle, um, but it looks like the new class is going to be based off of like some kind of Lovecraftian stuff, which has me kind of intrigued, like. There's like a single like goat eye in the middle with like tentacles coming out, which is Mm. like very like Cthulhu mythos, like Lovecraftian sort of stuff. So if they're like, there was like a giant, there was like a giant Daedra dude in the trailer. Right. So yeah, there was, there was, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that because the only, uh, they're like, I've played is five. So I don't think there were, they get into that in oblivion. Cause like when the, gates open up it's that's the daedra you fight they're like demon people the daedric princes and stuff yeah they're like demons basically so um but yeah, it was like so, that big red dude he was a daedra yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but if they're bringing in like like kind of cthulhu stuff i don't know if there's any of that in elder scrolls but 
like with the arcanist having like all the the tentacles and eyes and stuff on their thing i was like i was getting big like uh old ones energy and yeah. i'm like yo if you're doing this like i may i may come back and scrap my necromancer and just like make one of these new one of these oh new you can't switch cl- man i this shows you how much ff14 has spoiled you I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 for so long at this point that like I'm so used to just being like like oh I want to play Black Mage and just switching, right? Like who cares? And then when that's like oh I got to make a whole new tune to be a a priest or whatever, I was I'm like what? Why would you do that? It's like it's all on one character and then I'm like wait a minute, it's not. Like I'm I live in this privileged Aorzean yes. position. Yes. Where I can where I can be anything and everything at any time I want. Um, which is, I think the one thing that keeps me like thinking like, eh, maybe I should just play FF 14 instead of going back to wow. Because like you should at some point, because I, the story is like a realm reborn is kind of boring, like set up the world thing. Yeah. And it made me like to be real. I don't really care about any of the characters except maybe Ishtola. Maybe. So I didn't, and then you will there there will okay. be moments where suddenly because the thing is because you like <laughs> i think once you hit uh heaven's word which is the first expansion like shit hits the fan and suddenly you're like oh shit maybe i do care about these weirdos like in a weird way and then you have to like you're gonna be with them for a long time like the the i don't like it when people are like the story is epic but i mean this in the most like literal way in that the story of 14 is like an epic that you play like all these expansions are all one story like Endwalker is the end of what starts in a realm reborn it's one big like and there's chapters that are slightly different right from each other but they all are like the same characters and they go through these arcs and waves and people die and like you get really attached to them like by the end like but, but it's because you spend so much time with them and like you know like everything about them so you're just like oh yeah i i love these characters and i'll be sad if they're gone at some point right so like it is great and i do like i thought people were nuts when they're like this mmo has one of the best final fantasy stories in the whole series and i'm like that can't be true like just because i've only played a realm that's reborn that's like, so that outrageous yeah, yeah. i was like that can't be true like a realm reborn is so like vanilla and by the time you're in like heaven's word you're like this is pretty damn good and by the time you get to um what is it shadow bringers or whatever uh not end wa- shadow bringers you're like jesus christ dude like it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's like this ridiculously is like the people, good. This is like the people out be- out here being like, "One Piece is the greatest no, story ever told." And I'm not. like, and I'm like, you guys are nuts. It's not you because I'm not saying it's the greatest story ever told because it's not. But what I'm saying yes. is that it's a damn good one. <laughs> like, and and you're you're saying it is one of the best Final Fantasy stories. I would put it in the upper echelons of yes like okay a realm are born all the way through endwalker like the whole first saga if you want to call it that i think is yeah like it's up there it's up there it's up there for me with 10 and like and seven basically wow okay yeah see because i was i was literally gonna be like because like 
I feel like a lot of the games that people hold up as being like amazing, like a lot of people love Final Fantasy VI. I don't think the story in six is that good. It's 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 good. It's, it's not good. like it's not great. Like it's it's you know I think four is better than six. To be honest, I'm with you on that. I like four uh, a lot more, even though but, four is basically Star Wars. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically. Yeah. But I think ten is better than all of those. Like I think ten is way better. Yeah. Like the thing between Titus and his dad, and like then Oren and the stuff between him and Yuna, and then the stuff with him and his own and people. Just, like, it's and like, then just Yuna in general. And then just Yuna in general, and then the yeah. stuff with like even like Seymour's subplot is like you know the stuff he's got going on and the stuff that he's dealing with and where he came from and what he like does and like his place within the world like and the stuff that they they do with religion it's just like man 10 just like kind of does it all yeah 10 and, does yeah. rule 10 is awesome 10, 10 does rule awesome i really do hope 16 is really good but i will say i that hope so too man that is then. a huge question mark for me man yeah. I want it to be good, but I, I have not loved a, a Final Fantasy game since 10, and I haven't even liked one since 12. So it's like, I'm just like, man, they, they had the, like 11, 13, 14 to a pretty large extent because I haven't gotten that much into it, and then 15 were all huge misses for me. So I'm just like, everybody's like so hyped over 16, and I'm just like, I mean, I guess, like, I, you know, hopefully. I'm ready, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready for it to return. You're you know right. what I mean? I'm ready to love again. Because as much as, like, <laughs> I love 14, like, even though it is technically in the mainline series. It's technically series, Final Fantasy? <laughs> it's technically in the mainline series. It doesn't feel that way because it's an MMO, even though it's very, yeah. it's very story heavy. It's like um, nobody thinks about Final Fantasy 11. Nobody talks about that being a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, like not really, but, even though it also has Even a though story. it's technically still happening. But. Yeah. Um but they are doing stuff to make it more single player. Like you can now play all of a Realm Reborn including uh like the all the like I think all the like trial boss fights and stuff you can do it all by yourself, I'm pretty sure. Like mm. and instead of having the you can do like all the dungeons in the game by yourself. But you bring along like the NPC characters instead of like real people. You can do that. Mm. I don't cool. do that because it's slower. But some people like it. Um, they first did it in Shadowbringers, and then they started going backwards and like putting it in the game. So um, I don't think you can do the whole game like that right now. But you can certainly do a lot of it. Uh, cool. So they're trying to get people that are like, I don't want to play an MMO to like. They're like, but you're missing out on, you know, yeah, this epic story that is fucking epic. awesome. Epic. Yeah. Cool. Shall yeah. we get out of here? Let's do it. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, big old burp. I've been drinking a Moscow Mule as we've been recording the show. It's a good Just drink. Slowly. It's it's become my go-to. I used to have uh, like rum, rum and coke uh, all the time, but uh, I've oh, really rum found rum and cokes are okay. I've really found the uh, the the Moscow Mule to be uh, a very refreshing um, drink. This so. isn't this isn't an alcoholic drink, but I made this drink 
uh, this weekend and I like fell in love with it, but it's called a little time off and it's cause it has time in it. Oh, that's um, cool. and you make, you basically make time syrup by boiling water, sugar, and thyme, And then you, uh, you do that lemon juice and ginger beer and you mix it together and it is fucking amazing. It's so good. It's so refreshing. I loved I loved every sip. In fact, That's I might awesome. have to make one after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's like not alcoholic, but it is damn good, let me tell you. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Anyways, let's get out of here. Thank you for joining us for episode 264 of The Platformers. If you like the show, please give us a review on your podcast platform of choice. And you can watch us record each episode live at twitch.tv slash the platform, twitch.tv slash platformers pod. And you can check out the episode archive on YouTube at youtube.com slash platformers pod. If you got thoughts on uh, on the show or you got topics that you want to share, you can test up at Platformers Pod or individually. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and backlogged at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. Uh, and you can find some of the cool stuff that I'm doing over on GameSpot and IGN. I recently wrote up a guide on how to beat the seven-star Greninja Terror Raid in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, and it includes literally everything you need uh, to beat that encounter. I tell you what Pokemon you should be using. I tell you what moves you need to have it learn. I tell you where to get those TMs to, ha- uh, to teach it those moves. I, teach, I tell you where to get all the stuff you need to get its stats up to where you need to get it up to. I tell you where to, get, where to catch one to begin with that has three perfect stats minimum. I teach you how to play the match and how to bring home the bacon. You basically I got played my, it for them. <laughs> I basically played it for you. Just go do what I say and you'll get Greninja for your very own. I beat Greninja on my first solo attempt after going online once and having people who did not know what they were doing uh, screw it up for me because they died all the time. And then I was like, forget this. I'm doing it offline with just three NPCs and I smoked them on the first try. So follow my advice and be as awesome as I am at Pokemon training and capturing and stuff like that. Uh, So there's that. Uh, I've also got some stuff that's going to be going up uh, early next month that I'm actually going to start working on this week, uh, but I will definitely let you know when that is up. Tight. Uh, you can find me on Letterboxd at the at uh, Jawa Josh, where I review movies and things. Um, and then if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff that I'm doing, you can go to youtube.com slash media is mythic. Houdini. Houdini. From everybody here at the platformers, we hope you have a wonderful week and stay safe out there because until next time, we are out. Bye.